so a couple of weeks ago, uh, myself and a few from the community here, we were in a fast food restaurant here in the locality, more or less, and uh, we were waiting there for our pizza, which was taking quite some time to come along. And in the meantime, there was a group of young people sitting opposite us. So there was a group of th two girls and then a group of about four lads. And um, what, 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 what happened was, uh, I think, a, a kind of an interesting, kind of a sad phenomenon, actually. But the lads started throwing chips, actually, at the girls, right? And just generally kind of throwing, throwing abuse and all sorts of things. So the girls left. And uh, then the lads finished their food, and then they left, and then the girls actually came back in. So I went over to the girls afterwards, and I said, I just said to them, like, you know, don't worry, all most 15-year-old lads are fairly stupid. I said, enjoy your meal, you know. They, I'm, yeah, I, I know them, basically. I know who the lads are. I spoke to them afterwards. Um, but <laughs> but what, I, what I felt was missing here, you see, is this, this key thing which, if it's missing from a man's heart, it ruins relationships. And that is that, that element of, of reverence, 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 reverence. To, to, to revere something. So to see something as, as, as worthy, as worthy of respect, as worthy of awe. And this is something that, as I say, in, in today's world, uh, it's, it's very much attacked, if not entirely absent. Do you know, that, that, that um, when a man would think of, of a beautiful woman, he would do so with, with the idea of reverence, as in, you know, I'd love to make her feel safe. I'd love to provide for her. I'd love to uh, take her away to somewhere beautiful and show her, oh yeah, I went to Switzerland. Switzerland was great, it was amazing. I'd love her to see that. You know, that's kind of, I want to share beautiful things with her as opposed to the other thing, <laughs> right? You know, I want to get into bed with her. Like, so that, that, that's like what, what, what's, what's been attacked very much today is this idea of, of reverence, which we see exemplified in St. Joseph. So traditionally, St. Joseph is often uh, shown to be uh, an older man. And the idea behind that, I think, is that, well, if, if uh, Mary and Joseph, they, if they lived a, uh, a relationship in which there wasn't any intimacy in that way, then St. Joseph must have been old. That's, the, that's kind of the, the, the old understanding. But, but modesty, reverence, chastity, these things aren't the, the absence of attraction or aren't the absence of uh, carnal desire, but they indicate the presence of virtue. So it's not that St. Joseph was, was chaste because he wasn't interested in those things. He was chaste because he was virtuous. So he has these desires, but, but chooses to control them. They, they, don't, they don't control him. So otherwise, he, that wouldn't be an example of virtue. I mean, if, if, if you're not able to commit a certain sin or not interested in committing a certain sin, it's not particularly virtuous. It's when there is uh, a desire, but you choose something higher. And it's what we see, uh, as I say, in, in, in St. Joseph, uh, uh, a, a noble man, a man who's, who's uh, addressed with the, by the angel, right, in his dream. He's addressed with the title, Joseph, son of David, David being like the greatest king of Israel. So that's, that's, that's quite a title. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. So that's the first thing I'd like to meditate today with you about St. Joseph, the reverence, the reverence, the reverence of St. Joseph. Because when we see saints, saints shouldn't, shouldn't just be um, nice little figurines up on, on pedestals or something. They're supposed to be for us uh, people that we can imitate. So 
people whose virtue we can see lived out and say, well, maybe this is the standard that I'm called to. So reverence in St. Joseph. Along with, with reverence, then, we have uh, St. Joseph who uh, sanctified his day. So he's often called St. Joseph the worker. But again, he's not a worker in the sense that he spent his days chopping down trees and making furniture and grumbling the whole day, but he's St. Joseph the worker. Uh, no, he sanctified the day. He made the day something holy. Now, we meditated this a couple of days ago, with, well, a couple of weeks ago, with uh, Jose Maria Escriva, um, this, uh, the founder of, of Opus Dei, who, who was, had a very particular spirituality in, in that regard, teaching people, lay people especially, to sanctify their day. Because for religious people, or people in religious life, they have a religious program throughout their day, so it's kind of, it's a little more obvious that they're, they're praying throughout the day. For lay people, it, uh, it's, it's often, it has to be a more deliberate, intentional decision, because the day is just going to be so full of just getting the next thing done. So he proposed this, this, this new way of looking at the day. Sanctify the day in everything. Sanctify everything you do. So just a couple of points on, on what Jose Maria Escrivá spoke about uh, as regards sanctifying your day. He said, the first point he makes about sanctifying your day is love the reality of your present circumstances. Love the reality of your present circumstances. So basically, love what you're doing now as opposed to if and when I'll be rich and famous and over there and living there and have this and be married to that person and then I'll be happy. And you're never actually present in the here and now. Live today well. Live today well. Love the reality of your present circumstances. He said, do you really want to be a saint? Carry out the little duties of each moment. Do what you ought, as in do what you should do, and concentrate on what you're doing. So practical. Do what you should do and concentrate on it, right? Now, that's not obviously the only point, but... Um, okay, then he says, point two then, is discover something divine in your work. So if you're providing, like, food, for, if you're cooking for people, find something divine in that. I get to feed people. I get, you know, if, uh, if you're helping people, if you're cooking for people at a retreat, I get to feed people at a retreat so that they're that, just that little bit happier, that little bit more open to God, and that they have a good weekend, because Lord knows... Life is hard enough. We get to do something good. Find something divine in the daily things. Even changing nappies. One day, little Rachelina will thank me so much for changing the fifth nappy tonight. That never happens. <laughs> no, but but like, you do these things out of love. You find something, something divine, even in changing a nappy. You know, I, I, get to, I get to take care of a little life which is also a little soul. Okay, discover something detail. Discover something divine in the details of life. Uh, I just want to just make four points that I don't want to lose people in detail. Okay, number four, which is number three. I'm skipping number... <laughs> it's number three. Okay, number three. See Christ in others. See Christ in others. So in what we do and in who we serve, see Jesus in them. Again, it's back to like St. Joseph and the idea of reverence. You know, why, why should a man hold a door for a woman? Because a woman is not capable of opening a door? No, I've seen women open doors all day. They're well able. They are well able to open doors. They are very good at opening doors. The reason we <laughs> men should open a door or hold the door open for a woman isn't because she can't do it. It's out of reverence. It should be us like seeing Christ in them, seeing something that deserves awe 
and, and, and reverence and respect in them. Okay. So see Christ in others. And then point four, and this will be the last one. To do everything out of love. To do everything that we do out of love. So some days are good and easy. Some days are stressful. Some days are busy. Some days are relaxing, just the way things go. But to do everything that we do out of love. Then everything is transformed into love. Then everything is transformed into prayer. Then everything is transformed into something useful as opposed to just getting the job done, just getting the carpet hoovered, just getting the spuds ready. It's now, it has now become something valuable in God's sight. This was the life of St. Joseph. Right? This, this man of reverence and a man who transformed his daily life into prayer. I could only imagine, and I really can only imagine, what it was like for him to live in a house with Our Lady. I mean, I personally, if I were to see Our Lady now, if I were to have some sort of a, an apparition, do you know the way when you meet someone like really rich or really famous or someone that you look up to, you kind of don't want to say anything in case you ruin the moment? <laughs> you know, when you meet them and you don't, you just, uh, do you come here often? I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I shouldn't have said that, I'm stupid. You know, so you just don't want to say anything. And I can imagine if we met our lady, if we were kind of like that, you just, you just, you don't want to say anything because you might mess it up. And I imagine like St. Joseph living with our lady, like so pure, so virtuous, so incredibly holy. And, and he gets to be her husband. He has that privilege and honor of being her husband. And then little Jesus comes along with his little broken <coughs> chariot and, and you get to be St. Joseph, father of this incredibly perfect child. Uh, just like, I can imagine just the, the, the humility, the, the awe, the reverence that he would have had on a daily basis serving the Holy Family. Just beautiful. And then doing everything out of love. And, and Jesus learning from him. See, this is the humility of God too. Jesus learning from St. Joseph. Jesus also learning from Our Lady and St. Joseph how to pray, how to read. So he knows that he's serving someone who's destined for the, uh, the, the rise and the fall of many. He knows that he's, he's the protector of this holy family and this child who will be, will be the son, is the son of God. And yet, who am I? Who am I to protect this family? So in St. Joseph, we see, we see so many virtues that we, can, that we especially as men can learn from, that reverence, sanctifying our day and lastly then to be a man of prayer a man of prayer that when the Lord speaks to us to an angel in a dream whatever it may be in St. Joseph's case when St. Joseph woke up he did what the angel of the Lord had told him to do he did it so he didn't just think about it he didn't just say that's nice I'm glad I had that operation that was wonderful his, his prayer life leads him to action his prayer life leads him to do something about it. So St. Joseph isn't just, as I say, up in the clouds as a kind of a mystic, but his, his prayer life is very, very practical. He loves the Lord, walks with him, and simply does what he says. Does what the Lord asks. So today, we ask the Lord on this great solemnity, through the intercession of St. Joseph, the protector of the church, we ask him to guide each one of us, especially as priests and as fathers, as men, we ask 
that we may imitate the life, the virtues of Saint Joseph. That we may be men who know how to reverence God and those around us. That we may be, we may be men who transform our day into acts of love. That we may be men of prayer who know how to unite our hearts to the sacred heart of Jesus. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One, that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is is not cheap and uh, we do need uh, benefactors help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.